What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Retro Encounter. I'm the host, Josh Curry. With me is fill-in host recently, Alana Hags. Hey, everyone. Mike Salosi. Hey, everybody. And Steph Sabidlo. Hi! That was weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> sounded like me. <laughs> like a body without double. The, without the accent, though. An accent snuck in. I, I could sense it. I, I could do my best Canadian accent for you all. Amazing. Can you do it for the whole podcast? Hey, you bunch of hosers. Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really into it now. What do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> On that wonderful note, we are here for specially titled, especially numbered episode of episode 69. Woo. And we, uh, well, Mike, hmm? during one of our late night conversations, I think we were on Google Sheets talking about this. It was just them two, too. Nobody mm. uh, enticed this. Yeah, yeah you, you guys you guys should totally come on Google Sheets and have conversations with us. It's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, somehow Google spreadsheets are work okay as instant messengers, although you, I would not have believed that if you had told me beforehand. We've done it multiple times now. And yeah. he was like, oh, we should change how the number structure worked. And I was like, I don't really care. And then I saw that we were on, like, 67. I was like, yep, got to do it so we can have a 69 episode. Yeah. And they were on Google Spreadsheets talking about spreading the sheets. And, oh, you know, wow. one thing led to oh, another. Oh, wow. We're off to a great start. I love this. Um, so we're kind of talking about, oh, yeah. if you haven't figured it out yet, sex, a little bit of love. Maybe we'll talk about relationships. But how it's all covered in video games, um, <laughs> talk about some of our like favorite games that do it well, if we can find any, and then games that just kind of miss the mark. <laughs> Ooh, that part will be good. Um, <laughs> Most <yeah>. of them. <laughs> yeah, and that was the worst part is like I was so excited to have this conversation. I was like, Mike's actually letting me do this. I'm shocked. <laughs> and then I got really excited, and I like closed my laptop and was like, crap, what am I going to talk about? There's almost no games actually do it well. Well, the ones that do it well are all made by the same developers-ish. Yeah. I'm curious, then. I don't know. I wonder who you'd say. I got isolated examples, but, uh, you know, the and, and, few that do it well really stick out. And also, yeah. a, a lot of the ones that I, I like seeing the relationships play out, I wouldn't necessarily say do it well. It's like, yeah, th this is fun. I liked doing the relationship stuff in this game, but it's kind of sexist and weird still. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of them are... It, <laughs> that's a it, lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them that <laughs> even do it well, it's like, it It was good enough that it was only slightly cringeworthy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the, the one that really the pops up for me... Got. Yeah. Is, like, all the Bioware games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was like exactly. when I when I was thinking about this, immediately I went to that, which is actually one of the, like relationship wise is probably one of the best in my book. But then whenever you get to sex in that, you're like, oh, this is, <laughs> right. this is unfortunate. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the weird thing about Bioware relationships is that Bioware games almost always have good dialogue and at least one or two likable characters. But right. when you get to the romance segments, uh, it's <laughs> often stilted and weird, and the sex scenes are universally cringeworthy, I think. Um, unless, Things are unless clipping they... where they shouldn't clip. Yeah, un un unless no, maybe... man, my dad walked in on me having video game sex. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> How did that go? What was the game? I have to know. Come on, share. It, it was it was Mass Effect, but he was just like, Steph, what the hell are you playing? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> the <laughs> worst. Turtle into my sweater. It's like, go away. The worst is when you're on an airplane. <laughs> In what way? Just, just like, Josh, maybe you shouldn't out. have maybe you shouldn't have sex on an airplane. Good just play. saying. Oh, right? that's not allowed. I thought that was okay. There was a club, and I wanted to join it, and. Oh boy. Uh, no, anyways, never mind. Um, but no, you're like sitting there, and I always like. So I, I travel out for work, and sometimes based on a ticket, I get really crap seats. And I always end up between like two old people that happen to be like married, but won't sit next to each other. And they're too old, so they can't hear each other. So they have to talk to me, and I have to pass it on. Infuriating. This has so happened multiple your Vita. times to you. Multiple times. Oh my God. This happens. This happens. A lot. I travel a lot. This this happens on a decent enough basis. Um, so I just bring headphones and I just like, I, I used to have just like little in the ear, like buds, and I realized that they couldn't figure out that I was listening to music. So I just get these big over the ear things so they understand that I can't hear them. Um, but then you like look down at your Vita at some point and there's like, oh, this really cute little old couple, like they're, they look so sweet together. I wish they'd sit next to each other, but they're so sweet. And I look down at my Vita and I'm like, oh, they've watched that I've been playing this this whole time. This is really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, has, has everyone here played at least one or two Bioware games? Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, do, does any of us have a favorite or least favorite or most uh, difficult to watch <laughs> Bioware relationship? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I flirted with Tali. In yes! Mm-hmm. I liked her. She was kind of cool. Tali is adorable. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went with Miranda. Miranda, I yeah. Miranda. I do uh, get Miranda. When I played She's Mass such Effect. She's a pretty actress in real life, but she kind of has a bit of a fish face thing going on in the games. She's genetically engineered to be perfect. Yeah, no, but her, oh, no, but her, no, I, I agree. Like her lips are her lips are a little weird on Miranda's face. So like Ivan Strahovski's gorgeous, but Miranda it doesn't quite translate yeah. perfectly in the face. It does not. That ass, though. That was selfishly the reason I did not go for her. So yeah, women have high beauty standards. <laughs> 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 the point <laughs> um in mass effect i jumped around a little bit i romanced liara sure. then miranda then liara again in the trilogy well you always have to uh two on the second one whoever who's the lady that's in charge of the ship or like your secretary oh. you ever watch your watch your fish oh the uh the, the redheaded oh, girl in, in 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 mass effect 2 yeah oh shoot oh, i forget yeah, she let, did she let your goldfish your fish die well, when she dies, your fish die too. Right. Oh, right. That's yeah. It's easy to have her die if you mess up in the end game. Um, um Kelly. Okay. Kelly Chambers. What's that? Sure. I totally got her to feed my fish. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> wow. I, I am uh, one sick and wittier than you. I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, it's true. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I it actually worked out. I really like Miranda. I I didn't really like Kelly. I'm sorry. On her head. <laughs> I think Tally's pretty cute. Tally is cute, but but uh, by the end of the game, I just thought Liara was the coolest character with between the Shadow Broker stuff. Yeah, and, I actually agree with that. And and her personality do, yeah. going from sort of more naive to more hardened. I I, I liked her a lot in that. It definitely story. seemed like that was supposed to be canon, or like as close as they were willing to admit something was supposed to be canon. Yeah, would you say she's yeah, the I easiest so. 
to romance as well. Um, yeah, it's yeah. easy to accidentally trip into a Liara romance in the first game, at least. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I trip into it, like, oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> oh. Well, it's a trip Ash- I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley and Caden are a little... They're, they're not as cool as they are, I mean, let's be honest. Um, one thing I do think is important to talk about, and Solosi and I think I've talked about this before, um, is couples that are so boring that they probably only engage in missionary sex. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> the the, the Tetises and Yunas of the world. Even more, like Cecil and Rosa, as cute as they are, as sweet as they are, they probably only do it missionary style. There's just yeah. there's just nothing really clicking and there. Zero zero yeah. percent chance they uh, they've ever had partners other than each other. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, they both lost their V card to each other, and that was that. Um, so one of the ones we always cite with this is um, Tales of Fantasia's Mint and Class. Oh who are, God! Oh yeah, they're, they're even they're even worse than they're Cecil just and so Rosa. They're polite to each other, and that's <laughs> where it ends. They're literally like conditioned. Like you've got the knight and the nice little nurse lady, and All they're right. both blonde. They are adorable. I love the character design in that game, but that's an entirely different conversation. But jeez, are they like they're literally just like paper cardboard cutouts of what you would expect a generic RPG couple to be. And like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I I can't see mint is mint is very probably vanilla, so we'll say. So like when uh the uh, Tales of Fantasia translation came out on the SNES and they took uh-huh. a few liberties with the script, yeah, I, I think it was actually more u- appreciated than it was for uh than it was going against the you know honest true translation of the script. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody, they, they, I mean, I mean, Arche was already supposed to be more worldly and sort of more fun than Mint, but they went and took it a few steps too far. <laughs> and had her and, and had, she, uh, had, had stuff like a tiger. Yeah, she had, oh, they yeah. had her. They had her drunkenly call out to to Kles in what when she was asleep, and uh, and and they made the relationship between her and Chester a little bit uh, a little dirtier. But I, I mean, whatever, like. Kles and Mint are cuter than Chester and Arche, but Arche and Chester are sort of more fun than Kles and Mint, at least at least how I see it. I like saying Arche. I usually just called her Archie, like the stupid comic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are you more of an, a Betty person or a Veronica person, Steph? You know what? That's a good question for our, you know, kind of uh, love triangle segment. Ooh, all right. Whoa. <laughs> I was going to jump right in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so everybody, Tifa or Eris? For Cloud, I'm assuming. Yes. And I'm assuming yes. this is before Eris dies. For, well, yeah, no, after, of... you weirdo. <laughs> 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 well. I, I don't know. I, I think I, I, liked, I like the Tifa relationship more because um, she had sort of already liked him. And it, it's a it's the canon pairing. And I guess I sometimes am a sucker that just goes for the canon pairings most of the time. Too, yeah. I hate to say I'm pretty yeah. boring that way. Yeah, I also feel it like it's I, having played Crisis Crawl and seeing Zach and Aerith together in that is just yeah. kind of like cements that together. And I'm just like I can't see Aerith with Cloud because Aerith just is almost kind of superimposing Zach onto Cloud, and I'm just like nah. Well, it's I'm seven with... and eight kind of had a weird thing with the exes, right? Oh, don't talk to me about eight. Oh. <laughs> the romance in eight is the, the only good romance in eight is uh, Zell and the girl with pigtails and hot dogs and uh, yes, Zell and hot dogs, yeah, <laughs> or Irvine and his cowboy hat. 
Yeah, that, that yeah. is the one true pairing. <laughs> Irvin and his yeah, cowboy I feel like hat. They kind of missed the mark when all the relationships, except the central one that they really showed off in FF8, were just not, were just more interesting than Squall and Renoa. I, I guess we're agreed on this mostly, but there are a lot of FF8 fans that like the Squall and Renoa relationship. That's true. And yeah. I think if you take a, I'm gonna okay, spoilers for FF8 incoming. I think if you take a step back, looking at Squall and Renoa as a destined couple is kind of interesting because. Because, because I mean, Squall's probable parent, Laguna, and uh, and Renoa's mother. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's not it's not set outright, but it's pretty clear that Laguna is Squall's father. Like Squall, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Laguna and Rain couldn't be together when they had an almost fling during the war, but then you know, years pass, all kinds of things happen. Rain marries that uh, general dude, and Laguna probably gets with that lady and the, that was taking care of him, and then their children get together. And if you look at it that way, it's like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Their parents couldn't be together, and that, so yeah. their children See, fall in love. That's not so that, bad, but the relationship as it plays out is kind of terrible. And I feel it was so always... close to being, like, close cousins, though. Yeah, it's always like, <laughs> yeah. it feels like incest to me. I know it's not, it's, but it's, it, 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 it feels icky, <laughs> like, kind of creepy. It does. So it's, it's weird to be dating someone when you're, or to be with someone when your parents are friends? Because that's completely different. Did, did your friend, did your parents used to hook up and <laughs> love each other and wish that they had ended up with each other? This is a very awkward thing to think about. And, <laughs> and I wish, I wish this, exactly, this question has not, been, has not been presented that's what I'm to me. That's the point. Well, in Entirely real life... the point is it makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> they should feel uncomfortable. Well, they don't know, and it's not even said if Laguna is Squall's father or not, and it's only really clear to the player, because, I mean, Squall doesn't... I guess Squall does see the Laguna flashbacks, but uh, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad. Maybe because it's a video game, and I'm not and I'm not superimposing it onto real life. <laughs> but um, I I think that the FF8 relationship has problems in general. But it's I I think it's cute if you look at it from a larger story perspective and not a moment to moment what really what happens in that relationship perspective. It's part of why it's my least favorite Final Fantasy game that's numbered you know between four and ten. I think we can all yeah. say that the best relationship in the series is nine, maybe. Uh, yeah. Although it's many things. All nine, of the but... ones therein, maybe. You know, like Steiner and Beatrix are just wonderful. Steiner and Beatrix are adorable, and I <laughs> like all the different relationships that are in that game. I like Freya and Fratley as well because of the whole. Even though it's kind of like, oh, I'm chasing after my lover and he doesn't know me, it's still really sad. And they still rebuild it as well. They start from the beginning. But Zidane and Garnet, dagger. Oh, I love that you say Zidane. <laughs> I'm also going to disagree, because I think oh. the best in the series is 15 with the bromance. Oh, oh, oh for God's obviously. sake. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know what? Right. That actually does hit pretty good emotional, uh, emotional depths. Yeah, that that actually, I honestly was very impressed with how well that was handled. Yeah, uh, yeah. the the whole last fireplace scene, the last campfire oh. scene was pretty great. You know, where he's just really having trouble coming to terms with a few of the things, but he's got his buddies by his side. So that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and actually hearing, I don't know if you saw that news of, uh, yeah, the Final Fantasy 50, three of four of the main voice actors got together and streamed together, and they yeah. started singing Dude, Stand By glorious. Me. It was cool. glorious, yes. <laughs> it was pretty great. I, I I haven't played FF fifteen yet, but I did watch part of that stream and it was it was very sweet the four voice actors doing that. Did you get a PS four yet? Yeah, no, I have a PS four and I have a copy Ooh. of FF I have a copy of FF fifteen sitting next to my PS four and I will play that soon, but 
I'm I'm too busy with retro encounter games, Josh. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Damn that podcast. Right. No. <laughs> and, uh, How dare uh, you have video games for work? And, and shoot, have um, yeah. I'm gonna change the subject really quick. Have any of you guys played Lunar or Lunar Two? I know. Yeah. Oh. Steph, you have. Uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, go on. What, what's there to well, say? Well, um, in Lunar One, I think the relationship stuff is pretty interesting. There's six main characters, and they basically each couple up into they all their. Pair off, yeah. Yeah, they all basically pair off, and there's it's three different kinds of relationships. You have uh, um, Alex and Luna are kind of your vanilla virgins. They're childhood friends, and he's trying to rescue her, and they're both very good. And so whatever. And then you have um, Kyle and Jessica, who are exes, who sort of come back, get back together as a result of uh, playing this, you know, in- engaging in this quest together. And they reconnect after they, you know, had issues before, <laughs> but before the events of the game. And then you have Nash and Mia, where Nia is is very sweet and Nash has a crush on her, and he makes some very does some very reckless things and makes some bad decisions in in hopes of impressing her that don't really work out, but then he makes good on them. It's it, whatever it's, 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 um, it's a game. I really like Lunar one and the relationships in it are three different kinds of relationships that you don't always see in RPGs. So I, I, when I think of, you know, RPGs with romance in them, Lunar is one that pops up and then Lunar two has a very nice romance between the two leads, but it's, it's, it's different. We don't need to go into Lunar two. I agree. No, I, l- I like that part of it. I did remember, like, I, I found uh, Luna the pretty overbearing childhood friend trope, so I yeah, really disregarded yeah. no, her a lot. <laughs> it's the least interesting of the three. Oh, gee. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly, despite being the, you know, main heroine status. But yeah, the other two were great. Uh, I, and the cast I, was a lot of fun. I love Kyle and Jessica. They are the most fun. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I was replaying, to no one's surprise, uh, Xenoblade again. Uh, I, I thought the the <laughs> love triangle in that one was really good, just because, again, it has that overbearing, annoying childhood friend. And I think a lot of people really prefer the sort of third wheel that kind of adds to the story. I include myself though... among those. I think that yeah. I think he should have ended up with the third wheel. But Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the saddest scene in that <laughs> game is where she kind of, you know, realizes it's never going to happen. And she kind of, you know, you know, puts puts herself down about it and doesn't really talk about it. And, but you see the hurt on her face, and it breaks your heart a bit. Especially because a lot of people, I think, really would have preferred seeing that relationship. Okay, now, I uh, I, I want to avoid spoilers, because this game isn't that old. It's only, it's what, 2011, 2012? 11. All right, well, gonna... at, at, I, I sort of, the game has a pretty happy ending. But I wish the ending was sadder, and a certain character who may <laughs> have died. <laughs> do, 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 do you know where I'm coming from from this? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. because that would have also that would have resolved the love triangle in a way, but also it it seems implausible to me that one character a certain character survives what happens to that character. But yeah. what, what did that's that's I'll maybe explain it. Yeah, it's kind of a dark outlook maybe. But I I sort of wish that the ending to Xenoblade had gone differently and she had died. Maybe we should just do a Xenoblade episode sometime. Are yeah, we? yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, I think it's in the cards. I don't know exactly when it'll happen, but we will record about it. Good. That is, a good, that is a good lo- uh, love triangle, though. I, I offered to do that mm-hmm. podcast entirely on my own until everybody else joined on. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. All right. <laughs> so we already talked about Bioware, but the other studio I kind of thought did a really good job <clears throat> was the Persona team. Oh, yeah. sure. Um, oh, yeah. There's not necessarily, like, sexual payoff in, like, Persona 4, but I 
mean, I argue more about who should have ended up with who, or like who is the best girl to be with, more than any other game. I think. Yeah, it, it, it's it's unclear if sex happens in Persona three or four, but because it, it's always yeah. the girl. Uh, it's always you go They're into high schoolers. Yeah, you, you go into a room together, then the screen goes blank, and it says you spent an intimate moment together with oh, yeah. blank or whoever it is, right. and then and then you go back to the calendar uh, screen. So <laughs> you can you know fill in the blanks all you want. Oh yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy seven did that too, where they kind of uh, yeah they kind of went dark on the screen when uh, Tifa and Cloud have a final night together. Mm, oh, right. Yeah. Do, yeah. And, and I think the scene's a little different if you took Tifa on the gold saucer date or not. If Yeah, if you got enough yeah, love points with her, then yeah, mm. the scene plays out differently. One of them assumes that they just kind of cuddle together some garbage. Uh, the other one assumes that they most definitely probably got naked together. Uh, let's see. They're, I think officially they're aged 20 and 21 or so. So, yeah, I'm, yes. I'm, I, I think they... I, I think there is a real missing, you could say. <laughs> For real, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that one was interesting. But yeah, talking about the Persona team, yeah, I... Persona. I... No, it's fine. Um, even more so than the Persona games, I know we don't typically cover it here, but Catherine? Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, that, I'm not sure. If, did RPG fan cover Catherine? Well, Josh, you start it, talking. It falls in like a... It falls in a gray area where we're allowed to talk about it, but we didn't at the time. We didn't review it. We definitely okay, yeah. there's, there's not a review. It, okay, but we're allowed no. to cover it. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying we. It. I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about it. But uh, no, I'm, I'm saying just, like we could have a curious. month on it if you wanted, which is cool. <laughs> Push some blocks. There, uh, there was actually competitive Catherine at some fighting game tournaments. Uh, that oh, wow! I've seen before it's <laughs> it that is something. And the, the, it's the not cr- a game you think would be competitive. The crowd was into it too. But anyway, we can. <laughs> I actually haven't played Catherine. I've played um, I've played all the pers- I've played all the Persona games uh, at least like seventy five percent of the way through, except for the first one because that game sucks. But uh, but Persona two through four um all do have romantic angles to them that I think are pretty interesting. And uh, and uh, and I don't know if this is how true this is, but um, I thought he- Catherine did the uh, the whole uh, uh, two timing aspect really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does do well. Uh, they, well, they dodge a few elements of it, but I still think they did really good. Yeah, overall, I thought they handled something that could have been really just terrible. Like, just been, like, a throwaway. They actually handled an adult theme to it. It's it's not one of those things that you typically he- hear in a game where somebody's talking about, like, oh, I'm kind of terrified of getting married and no longer being a bachelor. And that's usually, like, a throwaway line, and that's it. But they made a whole game about that and a kind of of Persona games are really good at dealing with uh, deep issues like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, who is everyone's date in three or four? I don't okay. actually think I got a date in three. I you think didn't? I, I think I gave up with Minato. I was just sort of like, okay, you I'll just be a miserable play, uh, headphone PS2 boy. And uh, yeah. romance some of the men finally. See, I think I need to get the PS3, PSP version mm-hmm. so that I can romance Akihiko. My, yeah. Just, mm. Or you can romance Ken, which I find yeah. quite strange, and but you, that's you just... Can... You can romance a- Akihiko and Ken and uh, uh, what's his Shinjiro. name? Shinjiro and, and Shinjiro. And if you do everything just right, you can change what happens to Shinjiro in the game. You can. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but the cool best, addition. the best platonic relationship will always be the main character in Karamaru. Yeah, you can take him. You can take him for walks and take him to his master's grave, and he's a super yep. good dog. 
Mm-hmm. He's a good Aww. dog. I love yeah, him. Did anybody else talk to that dog every single day? <laughs> Even though yeah. I just say woof. Oh, yep. <laughs> I, there's been times in 15 where I've just called um, Umbra just to shake his paw, and then he'll go and I'll uh... just carry on with the rest of my day. But this is another <laughs> podcast, and... Yeah, yeah we, um, we should just do a podcast about RPG dogs or RPG should, yeah. cats. We, yeah. can, we can we can make that happen too. I'll pencil it in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for Persona Four, I think I wanted to. Sp- I always try and stray away from the main characters because it's kind of like I just want to find out about someone different. So I went for the girl in the music class because she was so oh. sweet and adorable, and she was really awkward. And I was just like, why not? Let's, uh, let's help her out a little bit. She is a bit annoying and a bit squeaky. But like, she is adorable. Oh. Get her somebody li- to like for the night. Exactly. I, I actually, uh, I got a little weird the first time I played Persona Four. I had spent a, a lot of the time, part of the game, uh, dating Rise, and I got up, I got up to level ten with her before any other girl. And then the you sec- went for the popular girl. I, I guess I did, yeah. But then I, yeah. I went, I went and. Uh, did the social link for the girl in the drama class, which is the alternative to the music class. They're they're both son. Uh, yeah, they're both. It's a really arcana. good storyline. Yeah, it's a good storyline, and and it's a very dramatic one. Drama class, dramatic girls, shocker. And and <laughs> and, and near the end of it, uh, she like turns her back on you and say, "If you're gonna stay with me or walk away, do whatever you want." And I and I was thinking, <sighs> oh, and like, oh man, I don't want Rise to be upset, so I actually walked away from her. Oh, savage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my Persona Actually, Four main character is a cold bastard. <laughs> now, now that you say it, I think I actually had um, Yukiko on the go as well. Uh-huh. So I definitely had two. On I the can't go. stand Yukiko. Um, I think Yukiko is yeah, a little more the boring. The crowd who seems to love her or hate her. I think well, she's the regular Japanese Nadeshiko girl, but I, I yeah. think I think Chie and Rise are more interesting than Yukiko. Yeah. Rise is the best. I went with Rise. I two timed though on her with the nurse. You, you got to be careful. No, the nurse doesn't. The nurse doesn't count as a relationship. And, nurse totally counts. And you and I had this argument a year you ago. You get farther like, with the nurse than you do with anybody else in that we game. We had this ar- exact argument uh, a year ago. You have to show ago. up for work like twice and you get it in <laughs> on the Persona Four podcast. <laughs> I don't think you have sex with the nurse. I think you just you flirt totally a lot have with sex her. with the nurse. I don't think you do, man. <laughs> you. There's, there's no. I think it's more likely you have sex with one of your teammates than with the nurse, because there, there's no call to black, spend an intimate, intimate moment, then you wake up the next morning. Well, you have that. to go home. You're at work. You're not gonna sleep at work. There's holes in your story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Persona Four and Three both, they, they have really interesting relationship stuff. I, I my favorite one in Three is Mitsuru, and in Four is probably Rise. But you, oh, but same. But you have to be careful because in in three, if you d- two time girls, they can turn on you. And yeah. in the Vita version of four, um, if you get all the way to Valentine's Day and you're in a relationship with more than one girl, they force you to break up with with at least one person Aww. on Valentine's Day. It can get rough. They, they basically force you to make a choice. That's life, though. Yeah, that's life. Yeah. Mitsuru is actually kind of difficult too because you is. If I remember correctly, you had to be really good at school. Yeah, you have yeah, you, you have, have to, to you have to have your intelligence stat maxed and finish number one on one of the exams. You had to impress her with your educational acumen. That's so yep. weird. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, she was like 
going to be in charge of a big company, so she needed somebody to... It's That's a dramatic social link, too. She's engaged to someone at a different company, and you have to... And she's a little naive, yeah. so she like sometimes she wants you to like explain to her how to eat ramen, and sometimes she's insulted if you if you're a little uh, pedantic to her. It's a it's it, it's not always the easy guess to what's the right thing to say to Mitsuru, but I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the better social links in the game. Um, Witcher three, I do like that they punish you for mm. trying to go after everybody, and <laughs> legitimately, it is hard to pick between Yennefer and Triss. <laughs> I've heard I have not played any Witcher game for more than an hour or two, but I have heard that is good in The Witcher Three. <laughs> yeah, the the girls are are pretty great company, and uh, and again, yeah, they punish you if you try to if you try to go both with both of them um, by leaving you with neither of them, <laughs> and they sabotage you. Brilliant! Wow. <laughs> yeah, so they really stick it to you for trying to flirt with both of them at the same time. They stick it to you, uh, eh? They don't. <laughs> I may have to edit that out. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, um. Do you? If you want to talk about uh, game series where relationships, uh, where like you can sort of part relationships are part of the gameplay, I mean, you have to talk about Fire Emblem. Yeah. Do. Do we? Well, yeah. yeah, but it's it's a little less personal because I, when I play a Fire Emblem game, or m- most of them, not not every single time, I always end up playing Matchmaker a little bit. Just have yeah. them sit in some uh, like... squares next to each other for a little bit, and they'll be yep. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that that's I like, because like, most of the uh, conversations when you're trying to make them flirt is like, hey, you're quirky, so are you. So... Well, you're quirky, <laughs> my quirk, hey, this is crazy, but let's get married. This... <laughs> I, I I wish that was, weren't the case, but uh, that's that's fair, especially for the later Fire Emblem games where every character has five or six options. Yeah, yeah. they do. Even though most of most Fire Emblem support conversations are pretty terrible, like Steph alluded to, sometimes they're funny or cute. And a few of them, yeah, did actually shine. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this is one of the Japan one of the Japan only uh, Fire Emblem games. I, I actually. I didn't lose sleep exactly, but I had to stop playing it and think about it for a few days how I was gonna pair two characters off because it <laughs> oh, was wow. it, it was real weird. Oh, There's oh. um my my favorite character in the first half of the game is uh is the swordswoman Ira, and she was she was like the best character. I knew I had to ma- marry her off because in in Fire Emblem Four in the second half you play as the children of characters from the first half, and children inherit the stats of their parents, and that's where the the children stuff in Fire Emblem Awakening and Fates comes from. So, and I had one character that was in love with her and one character that was trying to come on to her. And uh, it it was really, really awkward because the second of those two was her cousin. (laughs) And the the first one... And I know, again, Fire Emblem incest stuff gets really weird in in the older ones. But... uh, and and the problem is, I even checked some guides. If I had her marry her cousin, uh, her children would have been much stronger than if I had her marry the uh, the paladin that liked her. So I I actually uh, I thought about is it for royal? what is she a royal or is she royal or lord or anything? Yeah yeah or... yeah no she she's a that she's would... a she's a warrior princess. And... Oh well, that would be why then I guess mm-hmm. it's just the kind of if you were like marry into familial ties, then you're a better yeah. family i guess yeah and, and um in fire emblem 4 which is a uh, genealogy of the holy war is how it's translated uh if you have characters with royal blood 
then they're then there's extra stat bonuses for their children. Oh, and, wow. And, and, uh, and Ira has twins in FE4, so if, like, and I think the way it worked out was if I had her marry the paladin, her her children would have higher HP, and her daughter would be awesome, but the son would be a lot weaker. And if I had her marry her cousin, then the daughter would still be strong, <laughs> but the son would inherit his dad's, like, awesome rare sword and have way better offensive stats. So I... I Stopped playing the game and spent a couple days thinking about it before I had her go and marry the paladin. Is that what it ended up doing? Lex was his name. <laughs> so yeah, the Fire Emblem, man, Fire Emblem relationship stuff gets really weird, and I actually had to stop playing a game once to think about it, <laughs> to think about how to, how to handle <laughs> all of them. But that, that's the most extreme I've ever gotten with video game shipping, I guess. Yeah, like I said, I usually tend to go for like the canon couples. The only time I never did was uh, for Tales of Legendia's main couple. Sort of. Oh, Shirley oh, yeah. and Senel are terrible. Yeah, because oh, they're yeah, exactly. They it's it's not even terrible. that they're a terrible couple. It's that Shirley is one of the worst human beings on the planet She's of any terrible. planet. Having not played Legend Dia, but seeing Shirley and hearing everything, I just oh, and Chloe is. I'm assuming I, you're Chloe. There was yeah? actually uh, yeah. So there was actually a scene where like basically Senel kind of turns down Shirley, and I was like whooping. I was like, yes. Yeah. Stick it to her, and then she gets evil, and it seemed appropriate. Cause, yeah, you know, I, I didn't like her. It's nobody liked her. Legendi is weird. It's it's not one of the better Tales games, and there's sort of two stories because the like the Shirley Sennel story ends right at the game's midpoint, and then after that, there's a sort of a story with different stakes where you have to do sort of a character quest for every character other than Sennel and Shirley. Yeah, which um. And and it doesn't really resolve clearly who Senel ends up with, but Shirley and Chloe both have crushes on him, I think. And Chloe is actually alright, while Shirley is terrible. <laughs> I think that was another case where, like, yeah, the fan favorite was, uh, like, considered more canon by everybody, <laughs> by everybody who cares about the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost, yeah. I mean, we talked about Tales of Fantasia earlier, but almost every Tales game has some romance in it. Yeah, that's always the main, and, like, Eternia or Destiny 2 is uh, Reed and Farrah, kind of. And then you've also got Keel and Merody, who are quite sweet, because it's like Merody learning English and Keel is just getting really annoyed at her and, and for Keel the entirety is, of the game. And Keel is uh, uh, slightly racist against Celestians, and he and he, he sort of and he sort of pushes away at her when he finds out she's Celestian. But then, yeah, they, but then they sort of get closer. It's it's No, it's a cute one. I really like that. Um, and Symphonia, you get a semi-choice, I guess, between Colette and Sheena. Um, no, but they kind of really stick it to, or they really want you to keep with Colette. It's yeah, yeah. like um, I like her. It's really I, I guess we mentioned this before with Mass Effect, but it's easily it's easy to accidentally trip into Colette unless you deliberately are trying yeah. to, to get that scene with someone else. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think if we're talking canon couples and tale series, I guess Tyr and Luke are the best. Although, like, the... for the most amount of progress in their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, although a lot of people like Yuri and Estelle, but I think they're more oh, platonic mm. again. I like them a lot, though. Like, um, yeah. at the very least, they they bond. I think least forcefully. Yes, I would. And say that's that. what I like the most about it. So even if there's no actual canon coupling between them, I, I just think they're the least forced couple, and it works much more better for it. Yeah, I think so. I think Judy suits Yuri a bit more, though, for her kind of wildest personality i found them more like work flirty maybe yeah <laughs> judy and yuri are work flirty estelle and yuri are more 
maybe more like a real relationship. That's that. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Um. Uh, one of the one of the ones I always like actually was um, Valkyrie Profile. It's pretty ham fisted, but I do like that it's one of those cases where like love did not make the woman weaker. Right. Yeah, where I thought she was, you know, Aww. still pretty strong and quite the, you know, still a pretty powerful leading lady, despite, you know, whatever her feelings are for that really lame night. Yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't played Valkyrie Profile, but I, I do Aww. appreciate when, um, when a female character is not defined by the relationship or, uh, you know, doesn't seem to need a relationship. That that's that's a very important point. Well, and that's kind of one of those things that why a lot of, I guess, sex doesn't work is they make such a big deal of calling it out. Yeah. That, right. Like mm-hmm. a couple of the ones that we've mentioned that have done a good job, it is kind of like a fade to black or a, it's an implied thing, and you're still kind of getting the gratification. Okay, my my relationship hit the point that it was supposed to. It went full circle. But I also think that since like clipping technology in games is just not there, seeing like two characters embrace is just really awkward. Just slide remotely close to each other, but not actually. God, yeah, because they don't really feel each other. They just kind of glide against each other, yeah, whether like, they hit or not. Sometimes you need a little glide to it. I don't know. The, the, the worst <laughs> version of that is maybe uh, Dragon Age Origins, which is a game I like a lot. But all of the sex scenes in that game are uh, identical, no matter which character, which character oh. you are, and what and like what race you pick for your main character. So they're always sort of like awkwardly standing in front or behind each other, or, or they they don't quite. Feel fit when there's when they're you know over top one another it's uh, it, they're so bad <laughs> yeah. in that game and and the uh the characters in dragon age origins i i like a lot like i think alistair morrigan and leliana are all good characters but man the the graphics of the sex in that game are just terrible morrigan's my favorite uh bioware character she's real cool and claudia black does an amazing cool. job with the uh voice performance too I've been very disappointed not to see more of her because she was hands down my favorite part of that game. She is. Uh, she's not in Dragon Age Two at all, but she does. Uh, she does feature pretty prominently in Inquisition. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't make it very far in that. So she's right. I, right at the midpoint is when you see a lot of Morgan. I think, if if memory serves. Just to sort of sidestep awkwardly, um, one game I thought was actually pretty cool for this, not exactly very good, but it had a lot of interesting mechanics, was uh, Star Ocean 2. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they actually devoted quite a large chunk to like how you uh, you know, you know, develop for feelings or friendships with uh, other characters. And there's a ton of characters, too. There's like 10 different party members, I think, 10 or 12. I think it's and I think it's you twelve. Can actually, I think it's twelve, yeah. but but the maximum you can have in one run is eight. Is so. eight? Yeah, depends on, on who you play as, isn't it? As Correct. Well. And that, so yeah, that, so it depends who you start the game as. Either Claude Arena, you could only get certain characters part of that party. Then if you got one character, you'd lock another one out. So like, there's a whole bunch of mechanics to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bo- so Bowman versus is... Pressies, I know, is one of those lockout things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, so you could actually get an ending with just about everyone, and some of them actually had multiple endings depending on the level of romance you actually did have with them, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but it also came to things like the Star Ocean is really Star Ocean series are really popular for their private actions, which are tons of fun usually. Uh, so they let you muck around and make kind of cool decisions that let you boost affection and all that, whatever. Um, but also too in battle, if you healed characters or if a character that you like died, then you'd actually like get enraged and you know get a stats up boost. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so you know, I lost that in the later ones. That's really sad. 
Yeah, they did. Uh, but again, they, they put a lot of thought into it. Even if it wasn't always, you know, and like back then localization was kind of iffy. So even if the localization <laughs> was kind of wooden about how they did it, it was still pretty cool that they had a lot of options for players to kind of engage with to, you know, talk about, talk with other players. Not enough games do that where if you have like your romance character die or you like stop them from dying it affects their stats they don't do it there is the only like ways i can think that it's done it otherwise is if you have like a perverted character in a game they always have like a stat boost if they're with all women which is like (laughs) so like the 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 first thing that comes to mind is zelos from tales of symphonia and he gets a title (laughs) for being with all the women and it's like uh, he also gets one from flirting with everybody. Yeah, he also has an I... option to flirt with everybody. Every oh, single yeah. female NPC he could flirt and get items with. It's amazing. I love that. But yeah, no, I, that's really sad that they dropped that because two's the only game I haven't played in the series. So it's, it, I think it, it's the only one that I've finished. Well, no, I've beaten one and two, but uh, it's probably two. the only one really that you can unanimously recommend. I think two is excellent. I thought <laughs> it was a very, said, yeah. it's, it's a very very good RPG of that era and. I don't know. My, my favorite romance thing in two might be uh, might be uh, opera and Ernest. Yeah, oh, yeah, because yes. they're already a couple. Yeah, they're, they're I don't know. They're, I think they're a cool couple, and they're you know Quirky. some weird uh, you know three eyes uh, adventurers. <laughs> oh, I love them. Star Ocean Two is real good. So I, I it's kind of off topic. Um, I struggled finding games that I actually enjoyed relationships in. Yeah, there were so few. I went like a different direction with it. Um and I kind of prefaced this by mentioning Final Fantasy fifteen earlier. Um so I started thinking about groups that I just liked and Ding and Rampa kinda came up. Oh. Which we covered recently. Yes. And there's not necessarily romance, but there is definitely friendship and you definitely you go through relationships with that. And I and I know we we're kinda talking about sex and whatnot, but that I I think the level of like understanding that I had with people from that was much deeper than I have in most games, and I made up like to the point that I like started making up. Oh, this person's doing this, or this person's this, or we're dating because we're always together. Um, <laughs> but I, when you I, give them gifts, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you start giving gifts, and I don't know. I, I just that kind of felt kind of sort of in the same realm of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I. It does. it does also brings up one thing that I don't love about video game relationships. They treat women like vending machines. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Where you, yeah. you you just you just throw gifts or items at them until boom, a relationship pops out or sex pops out or what have you. But it's it's a a bit of a a crude comparison. But I mean, sometimes relationship systems building up affection points or whatever feels a little. It, it makes it feel a little less natural when uh, that's the main mechanic for uh for making a connection with someone yeah i agree Um, yeah you could especially games where you can actually give items to players it's like here's like 99 flowers (laughs) do you like (laughs) 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 yes no yeah persona does that dragon age does that danganronpa does that and I, i mentioned this in the danganronpa podcasts and um i'm not sure how far you are in Danganronpa 2, Josh or Alana, but... 20 do... minutes. Oh, okay. I really don't like the game. Oh, that's too bad. We'll, um, we'll see how... We'll see if you continue to feel that way. But in Danganronpa 2, there are... That's a really nice uh, exchange yeah. right there. 
Oh my god, that's a shame. There, there's two characters in Danganronpa 2, I won't say which two, That, uh, but, but the main character is not one of the two. You sort of see them getting closer to each other, and Aww. maybe and maybe you're thinking, oh, maybe there's a relationship here. They're they're super cute, and then one of them dies. And it's, I, it, know, it, I know who you're talking yeah, about. It's, it's making me sad. It's so sad, but that's it's, what Danganronpa does really well. It, it you see character relationships form a little bit, and then half of the pair dies. It happens. Well, and, that was, <laughs> and that's kind of what I was thinking about when I thought about this. Is I almost never care if anybody dies. And playing through the first Danganronpa, like, I actually was like, oh, that's kind of sad. And I, that yeah. kind of resonated with me because that never happens in games for me, or very rarely ever does. And so for it to actually have, like, kind of that resonance of me caring about people, and even, like, I cared about people I didn't like. Uh-huh. And so that I, I, I do think that is, like, I, I'd be interested in to go the direction of trying to have some sort of relationships. Once you get to the... Uh... To the end of the second chapter of Danganronpa two, you uh, the, you see those relationships forming and the uh, and the you know the, the sadness of having it taken away more. Danganronpa two is a bit of is a bit of a slow starter, but I ulti- I ultimately like it more than Danganronpa one. But I won't go into reasons why because then I'd have to discuss the situations of the last couple chapters. Oh, see now you've reminded me. There's actually two instances of couples forming. That's all no. I do. Maybe more than two, depending on you know, depending on how uh, on how hard you're searching for those relationships. But I, I think one, one or two, definitely more than two, maybe. But I, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't want to. I'm trying. I'm being deliberately vague, and I, I know that's unfair. <laughs> no, it's good. Don't spoil anything past chapter four. Oh, oh, so that's okay. So you you finished chapter four, and Josh hates everything and hasn't finished the first chapter. <laughs> I really don't like it. I'm not sure. I, so one of the things I was thinking about, and this kind of goes part of this conversation, is I enjoyed the characters so much in Danganronpa, and I had gotten so far to the point that we really knew them and understood them, and the story was like kind of fully sprinting away and doing all these creative things. And to start from scratch, I'm not sure if that's what's kind of throwing me off. Is I'm, yeah. It's so easy to compare it to the first game because they did such a great job with all the different relationships and everything sure, about all the people. I, I get it, but I still think you should probably play play it a little, give it more of a chance. Well, yeah. if I'm going to be on a podcast for it, I have yeah. to play more than 20 minutes. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Really straight. No, that's yeah. that's the key oh, to yeah. success oh, yeah. in college. <laughs> You take that 20 pages that you read and stretch it out into a full paper. <laughs> you guys would never understand, never guess that I didn't play the game. Um, so kind of the other off-kilter idea I had of relationships was um, one game which we cover and one which we don't was The Last of Us and then the first season of The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Last of Us so... I love to cover just because it does different relationships. Right, and th- there's a lot of Really, really interesting stuff that The Last of Us does with a lot of different relationships. But the, I mean, they actually handle kind of a couple at the beginning of the story when they die, like separation and whatnot. That was handled very interestingly, and kind of it actually propels the whole quest. Otherwise, that probably wouldn't have happened if they didn't have the relationship. Um, but it was more like the father son, or I guess father daughter in both cases, um, and kind of the bond that grows in that regard over both <laughs> stories. And I found that really interesting because. I think when you take the element of kind of like we were, we've said a couple times, like take the element of trying to have that really crappy visual payoff of having sex out of it, 
you're able to focus much more on the relationship who the people are and what their like kind of motivations are and like i genuinely cared about clementine and the walking dead like i mm. terrified me yeah. that something bad would happen to it mm-hmm. um it's, it's a very that, good paternal slash platonic relationship that you have with her Right. The the sort of like show don't tell elements of uh, even Bill in The Last of Us was actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Was oh, yeah. Very very interesting. Yeah. And you, you ask most people and they didn't even fully catch on. Yeah, you definitely have to go search for the evidence on that one, and I like that. Is uh, you know to all of our listeners, uh, they highly uh, what, what do you say insinuate that Bill was probably a gay guy. Hmm. They, they basically <laughs> go out and say it. But yeah, you have to go find the sticky evidence yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah. Gross. <laughs> and also, I mean, uh, the first season of The Walking Dead have a, they show a pretty uh, cool example of a, of a marriage getting strained or ruined a little bit. Hmm. With, yeah. uh, um, be, uh, because based on the choices, well, uh, no, not even based on the choices. Though, so it's fine. Yeah, like, because like, you, you have this, uh, this middle-aged couple with a young son, um, and the, and I, I don't remember all their names, and I feel bad for doing so. And the, the son gets infect, infected by the zombie virus, and the parents struggle deeply with, on on what to do about it. And uh, and and the main character can guide them a little bit with uh, with, um, with with you know the, the discussions that they have. And in I think in in all or most of the situations, the mother ends up shooting the son and then shooting herself. And then the and the, and then the father sort of comes out of that a little broken and may or may not die, but depending on how you uh, on how you talk to him. Kenny's the worst, though. Yeah, he really is. Kenny, is. Kenny is the dad, and he's difficult to like. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I killed him. I feel he, like I killed Doc. Well, mm. he he is one of the four or five characters that can be with you at the last sequence, but uh, but everyone besides Clementine dies anyway. <laughs> So, okay. yeah, spoiler. Oh, no, no, wait, no, no, the, the, the young couple survives. Kenny survives, too. No, 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 Kenny gets dragged by zombies, like, by, that are reaching through a roof while you're running across the rooftops. He's in later seasons. He is? Yeah, he's in episode two. Weird. Season two, yeah. even. Okay, I've, 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 only, I've only played the first episode. I mean, I'm sorry, the first season. Ah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Still don't like him. I'll have to. I'll have to play season two. <laughs> Still hated him though. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, again like a lot of the, a lot of games have kind of the relationship elements of so and so will remember this or so and so will like you or this or that. Um, the Batmobile and... will remember this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. oftentimes it's so uh, black and white. And just sticking with The Walking Dead, they did such a good job of there was just all of the choices were just pure shit. That like it, you didn't really have a good choice, and so you actually had to pick something that you thought was the best. Whereas if you look at like Mass Effect, you're like, "Well, I'm gonna do the Paragon option because that's what I always do." And then, I mean, a lot of games that have these multiple story paths, it's not hard to follow a guide to get the most desirable outcome. To, because I mean, some gamers will always want a positive outcome or for it to go a certain way, but. With Walking Dead, it's less than a zero sum game. There's going to be, there's going to be bad things that happen to characters, whether you say all the right things or not, which can be frustrating or appealing depending on your tastes, I guess. I'm still a little mad that the reporter girl in this first season of The Walking Dead, even if you save her in the first in the first chapter, 
she dies really unceremoniously in the second or third chapter. Yeah, they played it up like that was oh, going yeah. to be something. It's, it's like I was like, oh, she can be like she's like the uh, like the female lead of the game. She seems really cool. Oh, she gets murdered even if you save her. Thanks. A little more um, reason. I think it was pretty bold for them to kill off Eris. And uh, <laughs> just get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a meaningful death of a character that has a romantic attachment can really, really hit home. I mean, we talked about it with Dungan Rampa. We, Eris uh, definitely is a is a uh, another one of those. I still call her Eris. I know it's supposed to be Aerith, but I I mean I've Earth. played I have played FF7 far more hours than I've played any other game with Aerith th- in it. <laughs> so, yeah. she's, so she's so she's still Eris to me, even though I know that's wrong. Yeah, she, I... she her dying is like universally considered like the moment that everybody cried while playing a video game. I, well... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't cry the first time, but the second time I played it, I did. I didn't well, cry because of the weird graphics. I'll be honest. Oh, huh. like you know, being cuddled by somebody with like a you know giant fist, I guess. Yeah, and they they all have they all have those weird Popeye forearms. Yeah. Yeah. Really took the romance out of it for me. You know, I think may, I might have mentioned this on another episode, but I, the first time I remember crying at a video game was a, a different romantic thing. Um, Maximum, Maxim and Ceylon in or Serena, I think is what her name is supposed to be in Lufia Two. Oh yeah. Has anyone here played Lufia Two? Do tell for the for the rest of us okay, then. Okay, sure. Um, basically. Throughout the game, it's a very sweet relationship. Uh, there's a, another woman in your party who's in love with Maxim, but he's not into her. But Maxim and, and Ceylon or Serena immediately hit it off and get married around the midpoint of the game and are sort of a husband and wife couple fighting evil in the second half of the game. They're, they're re- it's it's really likable. I like, there's something I, you really don't see often either, eh? Husband yeah. and wife? <laughs> yeah, they're hu- husband and wife just kicking ass together. It's great. And, uh, and oh. um, Ceylon has a child shortly after they get married um again real missing and in the very very in the very end of the game they're fighting uh these uh beings called the sinistrals in a flying castle and all of their and all of your allies get to escape the castle but they um maxim and ceylon stay on to destroy it so it doesn't land on the planet and kill everyone in their home in their home in their hometown so oh, the, the no, so they so they die together in the castle and then during the credits you, it goes to like every major character in the game and they're all saying oh I can't wait for Maxim and Ceylon to get back and uh it's like oh I'm sure they'll make it out of all right and Maxim and Ceylon you can always count on them and you just see them like their their ghosts like just flying towards the heavens and then the final scene of the game is their baby spontaneously crying and it's oh. it was super uh. it was super sad and is a great relationship that just ends so tragically. Oh, <sighs> it's and, the lead character in the first game, though, right? Um, uh, the lead character in the first game is supposed to be Maxim's grandson. Oh, uh, okay. Because I, I believe I uh, their baby's name is Jeros, and I think Jeros is the father or grandfather of the of the main character of Lufia One because you get to name him. Yeah, and uh. And and you see Maxim and Ceylon. It's, it's not really a spoiler because in the beginning of Lufia One, you see Maxim, Ceylon, uh, Artea, and Guy defeating the last couple Sinistrals, and you see the ending to Lufia Two at the beginning of Lufia One, uh, which is why I'm okay spoiling a 20 year old game. <laughs> but uh, you really yeah, gotta I, go to your utter way to play it now. Yeah, it's it's hard to play now. <sighs> there there is a DS remake of Lufia Two, but it's bad. Mm. 
Yeah. It's called Curse of the Sinistrals. But it, it's a really, really good Super Nintendo RPG with one of my favorite relationships in games, even though it's super, super sad, and I cried at the end the first time I played it. So, I guess this is kind of a complete tangent. How often do people cry during video games? Not often. It, it has happened okay. to me maybe two or three times ever. <laughs> maybe. Okay. I've, I've never um... cried while playing a game. I probably cry at least twice a game. Seriously? Well, all really? right. I'm, I think depends. three times is my is my max that I've uh, hit. I mean, the most recent game I probably cried at was Xenogears last year <laughs> because I fell for Faye and Ellie. And actually, when you were talking about destiny couples with um, Renoa and Paul, then Faye and Ellie are the kind of destined couple. 10,000 years every thousand years oh look two variations and it might be his mother ish but they made and, me bawl my eyes out multiple and, and also times. there's a there's a clear morning after sex scene in that game which is yes, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, which, which is un, which is uncommon and and appreciated and, and the, i mean <laughs> the yeah. other game the other one that i've definitely cried at in the last couple of days is and every time every time i play yes. it is i know where this is going shadowhearts shadowhearts covenant <laughs> yeah it's, that one was pretty good it we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks but yeah, yeah. uh the, the it kills me every time and i might just get too i'm too emotionally invested in things i if i really like a game then i will probably cry at it at some point even if i'm happy Oh no, actually C15 was the last game that I actually cried at and that was like a straight 15 minute cry. So it's fine. I, I want to get I want to get to FF15 soon. I but I have to finish these retro encounter games first. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I will be playing that game in the next few weeks or months. Yeah. But in terms of relationships, I think Yuri and not Yuri. Yeah, Yuri and Alice and then Faye and Ellie. I was going to combine the two couples together then because they're like my two favorites, but We'll talk, we've, I've spoken at length about Faye and Ellie last year, and everyone probably got sick of me, and I will probably do the same in a couple of weeks with the others. So <laughs> I gotta play that game. I gotta beat it. That's I even crazy. cried at Tidus and Yuna. I did, which... but I was like ten when that game was out, and I was like, it's so sad and beautiful. Uh, I, I definitely I... cried at the FF10 ending, though. Not at the early yeah. ending. Yeah, I think so. I think me and my other half played it on like last year. And I cried at the end, and he was just like, "Why are you crying?" It's like, uh, "Do you not get it?" And he was like, "Okay." Then you gotta forget that tense you ever existed, and it's like, "No, no, no, no!" It's this beautiful, beautiful, tragic thing. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't cry at FF10, but uh, I, I think the way they have the relationship come to a tragic end is cool. Maybe I just like seeing ro- uh, romances end sadly. Do, uh, is that weird? You're so morose. Yeah, yeah I really am. <laughs> and sadly, or like, but, uh, end by... Yeah. But um, the the scene in, uh, I think it's in Makalania Woods or Makalania Lake, uh, where they yeah. they either make out or have sex, but it, it's... It... On some metaphoric level of them swimming around in the water like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or or they just swim intimately together. Maybe that's what happens. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> but that's a. Uh, I think that's a good payoff kind of scene. It's really it's really sweet. But no, nah, FF10 didn't make me cry like Lufia two did. <laughs> I think Lufia would pull me over the edge. <laughs> it was and it's lovely. sad too because because Lufia has been around a while and there's I think four games in the series, but only the second one is the good one. 
which is a little too bad. Uh, you know what? It's been 30 years, and I'm still waiting for like some incarnation of Link and Zelda to kind of start macking each other. Z- Zelda, is, Zelda is always like, top. yeah, she's always sort of a, I don't, I don't know what, what would you call. She's almost always like a goal, or she's like really into Link, but yeah. she will not even touch his skin. You know, just like, oh my god, it's you, and that's it. <laughs> the most intimate. Uh... A Zelda game has ever gotten is maybe uh, maybe Link and Marin in Link's Awakening. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a that's a that's a sweet one because uh, okay. Spoil- what, I think there was like a collective <laughs> semi hard on when like in the Breath of the Wild trailer where you see like you know Zelda crying in Link's lap or something like that. And it's like, it's like that's a, like whoa the physical co- ever... physical contact in, in the worst context. I mean, she's crying so. <laughs> yeah. Disappointed. <laughs> Well, I don't. Um, I don't want to prejudge that game, but um, it, it would be cool if we had Zelda as a, if not necessarily a, rom- a romantic lead, but just you know a little bit more interesting and active than she normally is in Zelda games. Yeah, yeah you can't prejudge it because you know how judgy I am already about that game. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Josh is perhaps the most anti-Switch person I've encountered yet. I, that doesn't I surprise me. That. Yeah, <laughs> we need somebody to be that. For the record, I am very sad that I am con the Switch. Because you like the Wii U, don't you? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Wii U is like the most successful piece of hardware ever invented. We also agree on one of the most awkward couples ever oh, is please. Sarah, Sarah and Snow. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I, I have, not, I have it. not played any of the FF13 games. I hate it so much. I used oh, to like it. Oh, yeah, that was bad. I used to like it, and then I remember how much I disliked Snow and Sarah as characters, and rewatched it and went, no. I like Snow. Really didn't like oh. Sarah. Sarah's just kind of like a, like that giddy Disney sister character, I guess. And, and yep. Snow is just over a little overbearing. He he does that hero nonsense, but whatever. Just seeing them two beside each other, where she's like five foot nothing, and he's like six foot eight. You know? <laughs> and, and like, and they're kind of sharing an intimate moment. It just looks like, you know, some sort of weird... Uh. She weighs, like, 70 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't see that. Always... So one of the things I, I never liked about Snow, and Mike, you'll enjoy this, I always felt like oh. he had just left playing Blitzball. <laughs> I am already into <laughs> this. All right. <laughs> and so, like, that was always one of those things, like, oh, I don't like you. This is what professional Blitzball players probably play on their, or, like, wear on their off time. <laughs> true oh man true. yeah so that's that that relationship is no good um edge and rydia were wonderful if not creepy on his part it's okay i i, I sort of like that relationship but i can't get over part of the creepiness of it because she was like a child like a year ago yeah because i think she was i think i i'm trying i may have the numbers wrong but she was eight years old for most of ff4 or for like the first half, and then she gets thrown into the realm of monsters where people age quickly. So when she comes yeah. back, she's eighteen instead of eight. And and Edge, who did not know young Rydia, he doesn't join until late in the game. Immediately falls in love with her, and Edge is kind of a, he's kind <laughs> of a, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's he's an asshole, but he's into that. And he and he awkwardly like won't talk to her at Cecil and Rose's wedding at the end of the game. What did everybody think of uh, Chrono Trigger? I don't care. <laughs> the rom- the romance in that game is very platonic. 
It's like there, yeah. might, there might be something between Marl and Chrono, and uh, and it when... definitely is canonically, I guess. Yeah, they get married. Oh, they yeah, they oh, do, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah, in they one do. of the they, endings, in some of the endings, I, I yeah. The relationship between Luca and the robot more interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. Frog the best. Yeah, I need to refresh my memory on. Yeah. Uh, oh, Justin and Fina is a popular one, right? Oh, and Grandia one. Yeah, that, that's yeah. De- that's definitely canon. But it is. But it, I mean, Fina's cool, so I'm I'm all right with it. Uh, I like, I, yeah, go. I like Fina, but I don't I don't know whether I like the relationship. Maybe just because I don't know. There's something about it that I just don't like. I much prefer like Grandia strong. I guess. I don't. I guess so. It's literally just like Justin kind of idolizes her a little bit, and Fina is cool, but she kind of falls into the tropey kind of oh whoops yeah. I've been for, kidnapped for... again even though you're really cool like why have you done this and, and also from for most of the, for <laughs> most of the game for most of the game Justin is much more interested in adventuring than he is in Fina yeah exactly which and it's is like oh it's from... like oh we're gonna get married at the end I'm like because why not speaking yeah. that twelve always threw me off with that with Pinello and uh, Ash. I always thought he was. Uh, were they already uh, a couple, Pinello and Vaughn? I thought they were just. I thought they were just childhood friends. Where yeah, I think they were just cool. And then like the whole game, I thought they're childhood friends. The whole game, I thought he was supposed to end up with Ash. Like that seemed like how everything was supposed to work out. And then I always thought Ash and Bosch were closer than Vaughn and Ash. Wasn't I don't know if they were allowed to do anything because he kind of like protected her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I don't love the characters in FF12, but uh, I love that game. It's it's it's. I think it's a good game, but I I have. I think it's uneven, but we don't need to go into that. Chrono oh. Cross, then. Oh, haven't played it. Let's not talk about. That. I hate Kid. I think she's annoying, <laughs> like the bad version of an annoying tomboy. So, and... so, so do, do you like Serge and Lena together, or? Or like Glenn, I, yeah. maybe Glenn and Riddle. No, that's the thing. I have trouble sympathizing with the silent protagonist because I don't really feel mm. like I'm them. So like, it just kind of feels like someone's flirting with you, and you're just kind of like, oh, all right. And, <laughs> and well, that game goes in so many directions because there's more than forty characters, and your I think your final party can't be higher than like twenty five or so because it's the it, best it, characters come when you ignore kids play yeah, plea for help i i know that, that kind of i know that glenn and lena are two of them that you get if you ignore kid and glenn's like my favorite and lena's my she's top. a really good blue blue yeah, in she, it yeah she's a very good blue that can restore her elements which is amazing and only a couple characters can do that but uh yeah i i never really got attached to any vaguely romantic things in chrono cross or or trigger it's yeah uh, um, there's a, there's a lot of appealing characters in both of those games, but I mean, I mean the best romance in Chrono Trigger is probably Isla and Kino. <laughs> um, I, I liked Rachel and Locke. Like I thought that oh. told a pretty good cool story. Yeah, Rachel Locke and Celeste. Her. That's that's a that's a great. That's Final probably one of the cases of me crying about a, a video game situation when I was a kid. Yeah, see, like Final Fantasy VI does relationships really well because you've got Setsor and Daryl. And then you've got Locke and Rachel. Then you have Edgar asking Realm how old she is. <laughs> oh, yes. But no, it does them really well. I wasn't as keen on the love triangle. I don't I don't like the kind of Locke-Celeste-Rachel thing. I think Locke and Rachel are kind of doing the Yuri-Alice thing. Like, they just are. Like, Locke can't do anything with Celeste and... But I still really the, the the scene at the beginning of the world of Ruin with Celeste uh, just mm-hmm. kills me every 
time. I can't do yeah, it. I can't shoot in a prison. <laughs> I can't list. Yeah. I, well, but I, I, I think the arc of that relationship actually is all right because I mean, Locke feels like he always has to protect women because of because of Rachel. Then Locke and Celeste clash at first. Then they she sort of falls in love with him. Then he thinks Celeste betrayed him when she didn't. Yeah, I, I feel like we're horrible. about to hit that territory where it's like, you know, when girls ask, like, what do the girls always have to be rescued? It's like, well, you should be happy that, <laughs> that you know, like guys just like them enough that they're worth putting their necks on the line for. <laughs> oh, weird. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been around the circle for a lot of those, like, you know, girls and games topics and it gets really weird. <laughs> um, yeah, so that one's pretty good. Um, shoot. I like oh. the end of Grandia too, where yeah. Um, yeah, uh-huh. it's like it's you a... spend the whole game between Elena and Mil- Millennia, and then at the end it's just like, well, I'm having neither of them, so, you know. <laughs> I became a circus performer. Yeah, I mean, I really like the dynamic between the three of them, actually, and yeah. I like how different, I, I like couples that are yeah, I like how opposite couples like work and polar opposites like clash with each other. But um, yeah, I really like the way that Rio is just kind of like, you know what, I'm just gonna carry on as I am. So it's kind of maybe that's how I wanted because I played Grandia after Grandia two. So maybe that's how I wanted Justin to be because I like adventure games where you're like, oh, I'm in love with adventuring, and then of course, <laughs> unless you're a sky pirate like Vice who just gets all the women and all the money and yep. it's like he just, it's he, just fine. he just he literally sails into the sun. Vice literally sails into the sunset with his two okay. pirate girlfriends on either arm yeah no yeah. we gotta ask so who, who is it uh I- ica or fina oh man neither neither i don't i don't do either of them i just can't no, do eh? it okay. no vice vice is in love with pirates pirating it, <laughs> it, he is like he doesn't in love with pokemon <laughs> ash, ash is 10 i don't want ash to be in love with anybody okay vice is, vice, is de- vice is definitely not 10 so i'm pretty sure he's I, I don't accept the answer of neither. Let's, let's just let's just say. Okay, then Ica. At the end of the game, plays that up. It's like, um, yeah, Ica kisses Vice, but mm-hmm. Vice kind of embraces Fina in a less romantic gesture. Yeah. I, I, I like I like Vice and Ica together, but you you could go either way with with that. Yeah. It's um they're they're just a, a fun trio in general. Yeah, I think that's maybe my issue that I just want them all to be together. Why you commit? And the oh, the, but the real romance in that game is the uh, oh shoot, what's the name of the woman who loves Gil- who's in love with Gilder? Clara. Yeah, Gilder, Gilder and, and Clara. Clara. That's the true romance oh, of Skies of Arcadia. She's so annoying, <laughs> but I do like. I love Gilder. I, I love Gilder. Is this this super cool rogue traveling the world while there's this crazy woman who's just who's uh, has ch- cutting him off at every turn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that game. That game is fun. I should replay that thing. You Put should. Skies of Arcadia out on PC, Sega. Oh, oh man. please do it. Please. So everybody knows I hate this game, but I'm gonna throw out Joshua and Estelle. Oh, okay. Trails in the sky. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I've never they, played it, but do I do they ever know end it. up together? Yes. Um, yes. At the end of Trails in the Sky, second chapter. <laughs> Very much. They, they are definitely a couple, and they are adorable. Yeah. Mm. Estelle oh. is much less annoying in Trails in the Sky, second chapter, because she basically decides to you know, to toughen up and, and find track down Joshua and tell him how he, how she feels. And when she does, she is much it's more, quite a, quite the event. Yeah. She's much more mature and cool than, uh, than she is in trails in the sky one. And I, I think the second game is significantly better than the first one. And I like the first one a lot. 
They they are a good RPG couple. I yeah. I like them. Yeah, they like I know it's weird because they do often introduce each other as adopted brother and sisters. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's true. But <laughs> kind of royal Tenenbaum style. But um. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! But, like, Terrific Wes Anderson late, reference. Yeah. Uh, but they kind of met late, so it's like they're already ten. Like they don't have a childhood together, really. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hated that first game. Absolutely hate it. But I liked the two of them together. Like I liked how they played off. They had each good other. banter. Yeah, they really yeah. bantered really, really well. Mm-hmm. It's nice that it took the whole two games to, for them to actually get together as well. But they really than... tease it out for a while. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not. Nice. It's not until maybe the maybe the two thirds or three quarters mark of the second game when it really happens. That's really good. I like yeah. that. Having not played them, that's a really nice thing for them to do. And I do hate it when they're just kind of like, oh, halfway through, kiss. There yeah, there's too much frails, though, to have to play to get to it. Ooh, um, I, 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 I would encourage you to try them, Alana. I like them a lot. Yeah. Well, they're, on, they're on my list. They're on my hit list. Right on. Um, one, one interesting example, I don't know how much I love them as a couple, but I, I just kind of like the Shakespearean aspect of it, is uh, Gwendolyn and Oswald in Oldsbear. Oh, yeah. Um, um, like, okay. they'll talk about the stars in the sky passing by and, like, how their love is uh, unending till... I- it, it, it's Odin's is good, and I don't think that relationship is bad. But it's a little Stockholm syndrome-y. Yeah, and she's it totally she's, is. she's literally a prisoner in his castle, and they sort of fall in love together. It's like, it, and it, it, it's less natural than say Beauty and the Beast. I think they bring that up though as an issue is like whether the feelings were her own or whether they were for her for him, and then they kind of cop out and it's like, well, I don't care. It's kind of working out. We kind of work out anyway, so let's do it. Uh, I never, I never yeah. finished that game. I got pretty far, but I never finished it. I like it. It's it's a fun hack and slash. Um, oh, speaking of which, uh, Sora and is the worst. Oh, pfft. well, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna if, leave that one at that. Okay, if we if we're gonna talk about Kingdom Hearts, maybe I should just mute my mic for about. I like 10 Sora. Oh. He's he's like a puppy. He's so happy about everything, and he's yeah, a really... keyblade. Yeah, that's cute. Um, whatever's going on between him and Kyrie, I don't care. I'd rather I, it's one of those cases where like I'd rather see him and Riku meet, yeah. uh, hanging out for a, for a night. Hey, oh, uh, wait, um, Soru and Riku. Whatever, yeah, whatever I said. Um, also another one of those cases was uh, Tales of Graces, where it's like uh, Asbel and Richard were way yes. more convincing as a couple than the actual <laughs> canon boy girl couple. Oh yes, I mean. I think I like Sophie and Richard as a couple, actually. Like, the kind of cutesy... I've not played Grosses for a while, um, but they're cute. And there's something about the way that she probes him in the f arc, And it's just... Sherry's annoying, man. She's like, why don't you like it yet? It's basically that, the entire duration you talk to her. It's crazy annoying. I mean... On a very similar note, in uh, probably like three quarters of the East games, I find... uh, um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know where this is going. I, f- I f- find Adol and Dogi's bromance much more convincing than any of the women that Adol that Adol men's meets on any of his adventures. Yes, yeah. Totally. It's, Absolutely. It's quite sad. Yeah, it's quite sad that it ends up like that though, because it's like <laughs> we were talking about like what we were saying earlier. Like you are either going to write a really bad female male relationship, or you're going to have to. So you have to find it somewhere else, and you find it in this kind of bromance. So it's like if game it's just frustrating i can't even word it properly but you know what i mean like there's just they're not capable of writing a good enough 
normal relationship rather than a kind of Sherry or Asbel, like, you must be with me. No. That's the, like, really bad case of the, like, destined couple where it's like they kind of pair them off together just because main guy, main girl, ugh. And like, like all of her, all of her items too. It's like this ribbon will make you make him notice you, right? Yes, it's, like, it's they, just so neurotic and gross. They, okay, well, they, she sounds like a delight. I, I, yeah, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't played very much of Grace's, but oh boy. And the I'm... way that they force Pascal and Hubert together in the FR really annoys me match, as well. Yeah, like, no, I've seen them work together, but there's nothing that really brings them together in a convincing way. I, I guess they're both kind of smart. That's it. Leia, <laughs> Leia, and Exilia, t- Exilia is a little bit like it for a bit with. G- where she's kind of like oh you must notice me i do so many good things i might not be a god but at least i can do this and then it's just i love Leia a lot more as a character because she suddenly realizes that she just wants to be like helpful and she stops pining after jude but yeah kind of put her and alvin together in the second game i don't know they did even after (laughs) spoilers weird (laughs) but yeah Yeah, i like (laughs) shot her (laughs) oh wow i love it I love Alvin a very much a lot. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, he actually probably would have been the better lead of that game than Jude in some ways. More interesting yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah. Because he comes from a way different place. <laughs> he does. But Tales games don't always do relationships very well. I mean... They do friendships very well. Um, they do friendship very well, which is Yeah, Zisteria, Saray, and Miklio were the greatest thing in that thing. They were oh. totally gay for each other. Man, Very much, we should probably just do a Tales podcast one of these days. Because we, we, we've, we've, we've spent a lot of time on this one talking about Tales characters, and justifiably so. There's but, a ton yeah. of Tales. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm tails out. The, I'm not tails out at the moment, sorry. I am over Tales at the moment, because this area <laughs> is great. Yeah. It's seriously great. I Do they have any it. relationship stuff in that one? That one has a good bromance going on. Um, I doesn't really, know. I mean, there's a creepy this is probably going to get edited out. There's a creepy like brother sister relationship with the Abbey. I don't know how far you are, Steph, but like Oscar. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah, two of them are totally perverts. She's her, so creepy. But yeah, no, the like, there's no really love relationship in that game at all, and I really like that. But like, no, actually, there is. It is Eisen and paintings. <laughs> <laughs> no, even uh, Eisen and Rokuro, they get along really well. Oh, I love them. Yeah, so, you know, again, that's another good bromance between uh, two guys who just get along really well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to change the subject really quickly. And uh, uh, J- <laughs> Josh, is it all right if I do a special retro encounter am- announcement along with this subject change? Yeah, sure. Because we have, a, we, have, a, we, we, have hey. a poll, we have a poll result to discuss. Oh, you dropping that? I was going to actually yeah. bring that up earlier as a game that I figured you'd want to talk about. Uh, yeah, they do yes, relationships I, really interestingly. It is a game I want to talk about, cause but we're going to be talking about it in much greater detail in a few months. Because we, uh, um, we've we been holding a poll to determine what Dragon Quest game we play in a few months for Retro Encounter. And the Far and Away winner was Dragon Quest V, which was oh, a... Yeah, Super Famicom game that had a DS port a couple of years ago. Or, man, shoot, that's probably like seven years ago by now. Yeah. And in that game, it's super interesting because uh, around the one-third mark or so, you have to choose a woman to marry. And Ooh. And, uh, and also... Lucky debutante. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, they added a third girl for the DS version, and she's she's kind of terrible, but uh, of, course I went, <laughs> of course I went with her to see how she was different. And uh, yeah. well, we... Um, We'll, well, talk about... you ate too, right? What, uh, the well, first game to ever have bit. pregnancy in it. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, Dragon Quest V was. But um, DQ8, there is some romance. There, there is some romance there too. Uh, and in the 3DS version, instead of getting a canon uh, ending, they give you a second option. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. Oh, is that Silas making a guest appearance? Yeah. Speaking of, spe- speaking of babies in Dragon Quest V, you do have children with your wife of choice, and the the hair color of your children is determined by who you married. Yes, but, uh, it's but like it's a blonde child. Yeah. It's like Fire Emblem Awakening style. Uh, a little like bit, children. yes, actually. <laughs> Nice. But uh, oh but yeah, God. in Dragon Quest V, it's it's a very romantic game because you uh, you, you you marry you marry a woman and have children and then end up saving the world together with your wife and kids as like the main team, and and they handle the relationships a little clumsily because they really try to get you to marry the childhood friend. It's they 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 gently nudge you into Bianca a lot <laughs> in that game. Huh. Yeah. Gently a lot. <laughs> yeah, gently a lot. But it's it's a good At least fight. enough to have a baby. Yeah, so we'll talk about it more <laughs> in a few months, but Dra- Dragon Quest V won the poll. We'll, uh, Retro Encounter will do it in, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when, uh, but a couple months from now. And that's that's a game with a lot of romance focus in it. Good. Well, I'm happy mm-hmm. I didn't ruin your special announcement by talking about it earlier. <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that I got to mention it, at least. You're just happy to talk about Dragon Quest. think Always. so. Always. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. Mm. F- um. Five. Uh. <laughs> Dragon Quest three through eight are all really good games, and five is five and eight are my two favorites. Nine's the eight best. It is a fantastic game. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Eight has been all right so far. <laughs> is is it the first Dragon Quest game you haven't immediately hated? At least. Yes. Yes. Right I on. Will have to Sweet. Say that. <laughs> good. Okay. So that, that's a positive start. I'll take it. And I'm smiling, like, when I saw the frog face enemy and how it's literally a frog in a face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Anybody, any other cool points people want to get out? Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm about done. I talked about Fire Emblem, Dragon Quest, and Lufia, too, so I'm, I'm a happy camper. I think I'm good, yeah. I think we had a pretty good conversation. We talked gameplay, we talked bromances, we talked, you know, um, childish friends. Having sex with nurses? Right. I still don't think he hooks with the nurse, man. I think they just flirt a lot. No. There's at least some hand stuff. Are we going to be doing this once a year? Like, having the argument? (laughs) Whatever. It is brought up. Discuss. What base did they make it to? I I think he struck out. No. No. There's no way. Okay, I so see this. <laughs> it's it's the uh, it's the devil social link in Persona Four between the main character and Sai, the nurse. S A is her name, I think. And they, something I, happened. I think they. I, 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 did, I think it. they just flirt a lot, and Josh is pretty sure they had sex. I'm looking hey. it up. <laughs> so, they did something. But I, I, this is we don't need to. Man, this is a talk for another day. We should just do an entire a podcast. A whole episode about it. <laughs> a whole episode just about the nurse in Persona 4. We'll talk over the video. We'll do a video series of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we talked about a boatload of games. Um, lots of different relationships. Lots of pros and cons. We would love to hear what you guys have to say. So jump on the boards or send us an email at retro at rpgfan.com. Um, as always, you guys can reach out to us on Twitter. Um, and then, Mike, what do we have coming up? We um, have okay, we a boatload have... of stuff. In the... 
Oh yes. Pipeline. We, uh, should we talk about the game that's uh, that that is going to be shown in March, or should we? Let's talk on? about all the games. Okay, okay. So um, very soon we should have two episodes on Shadow Hearts Covenant, which we've we, <laughs> hi Silas, <laughs> which we've alluded to, and, and Alana's hosting both of those episodes. Then we have a couple bonus rounds here and there, talking about uh, games we wish were localized, our favorite, uh... Uh, what, what the best Final Fantasy game is. And also in March, uh, two episodes about Chrono Trigger, which is I'm looking forward to a lot because we have a couple people that have never played Chrono Trigger before. That Chrono oh, Trigger is so good. I yeah, and can't hope, believe and, it. And hopefully we'll have them on that episode. But it's and the the panel has not been finalized yet. But so I have an honest question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did RPG fan hire somebody that hadn't played Chrono Trigger? <laughs> I will ask yeah. those questions to at least one person, possibly two, on next. You know what? Though I, I would love to hear what fresh blood on somebody who hasn't, you know, <laughs> played it in twenty five. How old is it? Twenty five years? Nineteen ninety five. So 22 twenty two years. Twenty twenty. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, between uh, twenty one and twenty two. But yeah, um, Chrono Trigger is next month. Uh, those episodes are coming in March. And after that, uh, let's see. The Dragon Quest won't be for a little while, but we have lots of exciting stuff planned coming in Retro Encounter. Before we sign off, please be sure to um, rate us on iTunes and leave comments. We uh, appreciate any exposure that the podcast can get. Uh, go on to the RPGFan.com forums or the RPGFan.com Facebook page and tell us what, what your oh, thoughts. Right um, <laughs> so uh, I guess that just leaves regular social media. Alana, uh, where can we find you on Twitter? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lana Hagues, or you can message me on the boards at Diving Falcons. Right on. And uh, Steph, how about you? I will be on the social media, basically, or you could reach me at my own Twitter at Dice M- SMS. And you're Dice on the forums, correct? Sure am. <laughs> yep. And uh, I'm Monsoon I'm on the fun. forums and at the real Monsoon on Twitter. Uh, JD Curry, literally everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we're. You think we're about done talking about love? Ready to, you know, start going back to the real world and hating things again? Love is over. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Love is o- over. Now there is only hate. Good night. Uh-huh. Good night. Yay!